Certainly Mary's life was interrupted in a very shocking, startling way. Mary's life was interrupted by an angel sent from God whose name was Gabriel. He said, Mary, you are highly favored. You will conceive, give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. That beautiful song that Tom just sang, Mary, did you know, captures the wonder and mystery of Mary's life and the wonder and mystery of the Christmas story. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Mary, did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know? How could she know? (laughs) Mary, how could she know? This young peasant girl, this teenager from a backwater town of Nazareth, small rural town of Nazareth, suddenly had her life interrupted in a radical, life-changing way. Have you ever had your life interrupted? Maybe maybe be interrupted from kids <laughs> and all their questions and all their demands. Kids can cause interruptions. Maybe you had your life interrupted this past week for your boss who had extra work and emails and texts and phone calls, etc. right? You just never know where the next interruption is going to come from. Yeah, boss, it's looking pretty bad. Um, power's really cut off. Oh, except for the what's what's going on here? Christmas lights. That's weird. What? Hey, hey, what, what what's going on? Where are the lights? Where are all these people? Who are all these people? Oh, you're you're Harold. Oh, this is a church. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, we had a minor, minor break. I'm um, going to try to get that fixed as soon as possible. Yeah, we really appreciate that. We really appreciate that. Oh, um, yeah. Sorry, sorry for the interruption. My bad. Pardon. Uh, okay. You never know when the next interruption is going to come. Isn't that true? Whether they're kind of fun, silly interruptions like that or more serious interruptions. You know, sometimes kids can interrupt things. Sometimes our boss can interrupt things. Sometimes life interrupts. Maybe you're young, you're a youth or a young adult, and you've had your life interrupted by, by a, uh, a bad test, a broken relationship. Perhaps a circumstance or problem had surfaced that has thrown you for a loop, thrown you in the ditch. Maybe you're a young family or middle-aged person or an elderly person, and life has interrupted you recently or, or in times past in a maybe more serious way, a health issue, a health concern, perhaps the loss of a job, loss of a relationship, or a, or a death of a loved one. Life is full of interruptions. This past Wednesday night, I received a phone call at 1015. My wife, Wendy, had gone to Minneapolis with her mom and uh, 
for Thanksgiving up there. We, we sometimes split up for Thanksgiving. I go to my mom's in Monroe, and she goes to Minneapolis to be with her family, her, take, take her mom up there to be with sisters and nieces and nephews. And uh, um, Wendy and her mom were in a car accident, and they assured me that they were going to be okay, but they had gone to a local hospital. It was in west of the Twin Cities, Waconia. And then they called about 1.15 and said, well, maybe things aren't going to be okay. We're going to take them to North Memorial Hospital, a larger hospital where there was a trauma area just because of some of the things that were going on. So we continued to try to process through that from 1 to 2 to 3 to 4 o'clock in the morning. Do I take off now? Do I take off in the morning? She had family and everybody helping her. Um, and God's mercy was so real in the midst of that horrific interruption, Wendy's okay, her mom's okay, they're alive. And when I saw the car on Friday, I was just immediately struck with God's goodness and his, his grace and his mercy in our lives. And I still had my wife and my mother-in-law. Uh, Wendy was discharged. Uh, so I went up on early Thanksgiving morning and then we came home, was discharged and came home yesterday. Wendy's mom is still in the hospital, uh, North Memorial Hospital in the Twin Cities. And a lot of broken bones for her mom, compression fractures and a lot of other broken bones. Wendy had her sternum crushed and fractured in four places. So she's having a hard time just breathing and moving. Uh, but but um, no internal organs or things. But it was a, a harsh interruption and a sobering reality check of how fragile life is. And I know that many of you have been there in one way or another with a health issue, crisis, an accident, where your life or the life of a loved one flashes before your eyes. And you know that every day is a gift. We are so thankful for God's mercy and grace. I appreciate your continued prayers for Wendy as she recovers and prayers for um, Wendy's mom, Marilyn. She continues to recover, be in the hospital for several more days. Um, but we pray that they both come to a full recovery over the weeks and months ahead. I share that only because it's real and fresh and as a testimony of God's um, spirit and grace and mercy in the midst of hard times and interruptions. And I hope that you'll be thinking about times where you, life isn't always easy, is it? Life is hard, but God is good. And no matter what we go through, what we face, we can rely on God. And I, and I think about, um, I think about that theme of interruption. And really, as you look at the gospel narrative, of the Christmas story, it's all about interruptions. Mary's life is about being interrupted. Joseph's life was interrupted. Uh, the angels, <laughs> from their main mission, they were interrupted, and the shepherds were interrupted, and although it was not recognized at the time and not understood at the time, the whole world was interrupted by the birth of a baby by the coming of Jesus. 
that's our series. That's our Advent series through Christmas, looking at interruptions in our lives. And uh, some of you, I, I, I know our sports fans. Uh, I know we got a big Michigan Wolverine fan over here. Some of you who are for our sports fans might be familiar with the talk show, sports talk show called uh, Pardon the Interruption. That's where the title of the series comes from, Pardon the Interruption. Michael Wilbon, Tony Kornheiser, sports talk show. And it's fun, and it's humorous, and it's loud, and sometimes the clock interrupts them, and sometimes they interrupt each other. But the interruptions that we're going to be talking about during this series are more subtle and soft and simple. More subtle, but significant and meaningful, life-altering and world-changing. Today, Mary. Pardon the interruption, Mary. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. Another translation in King James says, Hail, hail, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. So the angel interrupts Mary's life, and then in this interruption, we hear of Mary's status. Mary's status. You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. If you have a a Roman Catholic background, you uh, might be familiar with the, the, the Hail Mary prayer. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. You are blessed among women, and the, and, you, and the fruit of your womb is blessed, Jesus. And that, that's like the start of the Mary prayer, the Hail Mary prayer. Okay, Hail Mary is not just the quarterback at the end of the half or the end of a game throwing a desperation pass into the end zone. I mean, that's a Hail Mary, right? But some of you know, and have a Roman Catholic background, what a Hail Mary is. Now, the prayer itself is not taking word for word from Scripture, but the, this is the passage of Scripture where that prayer comes from. The Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. Jesus, that's where it comes from right here. Um, to be highly favored is to, if you're in a football game, is you're likely to win. And if you're in a, in a political election, and if you're highly favored, you're, you're going to probably win. Well, what is, the, what is the word used here? The word used here is translated from the Greek word karatao, karatao, which means you are endued with grace. You are highly favored. You are endued with grace. And it's very interesting to me that this word is only used two times in the entire New Testament. It's used here for Mary. You are highly favored, meaning you are endued with grace. And if it were the only place the word was used in Scripture, 
we might conclude that Mary alone is highly favored, that Mary alone is endued with grace, that Mary alone is extra special. But there's a second place the same word is used, and that is Paul's writing to the church at Ephesus when he says to Christians, you have received God's glorious grace. You are highly favored. You are endued with grace. Pardon the interruption. I want to interrupt your life today to tell you some good news. You are highly favored. You are endued with grace. For everyone here who has put their faith and trust in Jesus as their Savior and Lord, or, or, or watching online, you have experienced God's saving grace. You have been endued with grace. You are highly favored. Mary's status is your status. It's amazing. Have, have you embraced Christ and claimed your status before God? Well, let's keep going. We've, we hear of Mary's status. What else? Next verse, verse 29. Mary was greatly troubled at his words, the words of, the, of Angel Gabriel, and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. So she was concerned. She was worked up. What's going on here? What does this message mean? Don't be afraid. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over David's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Whoa. Mary says, whoa. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The Holy Spirit will get involved. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. That's, that's, that was miraculous, Mary. Even Elizabeth in her old age is going to bear a child. And she was uh, said to be unable to conceive. She is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. The King James translation says, nothing is impossible with God. His word will not fail. So what do we have here in this, this section of the account of, of Mary? We, have, we see Mary's honesty. Scripture says that Mary was greatly troubled. So she was greatly troubled. It says she pondered these things in her heart, wondering what they meant. Another translation says she cast about in her mind. She cast about in her mind, troubled in her mind. She was disturbed. What is this angel? Who is this angel? What is this message from on high? She's, she's being honest with her questions, with her doubts, with her concerns. I mean, you don't have a, 
angels show up in front of you every day of the week now, do you? <laughs> Mary didn't. We don't. Uh, so she's just being honest. And I can imagine her having this conversation. Uh, maybe Mary didn't reflect on her whole conversation later as she told and retold the story of her encounter with this angel. Maybe she didn't give her family, Joseph and others, the all of the encounter. We, we, we have a significant part of the encounter, but I can imagine Mary saying, how can this be? Um, what are you talking about? Conceiving a son? Calling him Jesus? He'll be son of God? Come from the most high? I, I'm having a hard time comprehending what you're saying, and then this message seems to be out of this world. Yes, Mary. The message that you received came from another world, another realm, another place. Same way with us. Oftentimes, God's word and God's message comes to us. But because we're so accustomed to our world, because we're so accustomed to our way of thinking, because we're so accustomed to our plans for our lives, because we're so accustomed to our fears and limitations that we don't understand God's word, we don't understand God's message, we don't understand what God is saying to us. We have a hard time comprehending because we're so locked in to our world that we miss God's voice and plan for our lives. Mary says, how can this be? Uh, this, this, this is beyond me. Yes, it is. God's ways and abilities, plans and power are beyond ours. Mary, and as Mary, we can certainly be honest with our questions, honest with our doubts, honest with tossing about in our own mind how, and maybe, maybe for you today, how am I going to get through this financial mess? Maybe for you today, how am I going to get through this health crisis? Maybe for you today, it's like, how, how, am I, how in the world am I going to find another job? How, how can I break this Habit. How can I break this addiction? How am I going to get everything done? <laughs> As Mary, maybe you are experiencing a confusing, unsettling time and having a hard time understanding. Pardon the interruption. I want to interrupt you to tell you the same message that the angel gave to Mary. For nothing will be impossible with God. Every word of God to you, to me, to us will not fail. For nothing is impossible with God. We are called to live by faith. Whether the crisis, the issue is related to health, finances, a wayward child, death of a loved one, grief, whatever we're facing, we are called to live by faith. Which leads us uh, to our last verse, 
verse 38. We've talked about Mary's status. We've talked about Mary's honesty. Now let's look at verse 38. Mary replies, I am the Lord's servant. Or maybe you've read, I am the bondservant of the Lord. I'm the maidservant of the Lord. And I I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. Mary's faith. After, after, being, after the angel acknowledged her status and after Mary was honest with her questions and her doubts and her concerns about all this meant, she came to a place of faith. Mary submitted herself. Faith is submitting ourselves to God. Mary submitted herself to God's purpose, program, and power. Mary said yes to God. After, after all the questions and all the doubts and all the concerns, she, was, she said yes to God. It was her faith that brought her to that point of saying yes to God. And then she was used by God to bring the Savior to the world. Her faith, her submission, her yes to God brought the Savior to the world. Pardon the interruption. I want to interrupt your life today to tell you that God wants you to bring the Savior to the world today. God is looking for my yes. God is looking for your yes. God is looking for my faith and your faith, my submission and your submission in order to bring the Savior to the world today. God is calling us to bring the Christ and his light into the dark places of the world today. And that might be a dark place in your own home or in your own heart. It might be a dark place in your neighborhood, your office, your classroom, or the community, the world. But God is calling us today to say yes and submit to him to bring the Savior to our world today. And our yes to God's interruption will lead to redemption. It may very well lead to our own redemption <laughs> and, 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 and the redemption of others. Will you have the faith of Mary who submitted herself to God and who said, I am the bondservant of the Lord? Will you be obedient and, and faithful in responding the same way. Will you have that kind of faith? A Sunday school teacher was talking to her class about the Christmas story and was talking about um, the bright star of, of the Christmas story and, and then compared to the other stars in the sky. And she gave an assignment to her class. She said, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to... Um, Count the number of stars you see in the sky this week. You can go out one night, you can go out every night, but just count the number of stars in the sky. So the class was excited about that, and they left, and they, they went home, told mom or dad about the assignment, and so they went out. The, the different kids went out during the week, and they looked at the stars, counted the stars. They came back the next Sunday, and the teacher asked, well, how many stars did you find? And, and the, the answers ranged from 149 stars to too many to count, all except one little boy named Bobby who only counted three, three stars. And, and the teacher said, Bobby, why is it that all the other students count so many stars and you counted only three? He thought for a moment and then says, well, 
we have a very small backyard. <laughs> a very small backyard. <laughs> That's oftentimes our problem. Um, our faith is in the backyard. And our backyard is small. Our faith is in the backyard of our life, not in the front yard of our life, leading our life. In the backyard of our life. Our life's in the, not in the front yard of our life. And so we have a hard time understanding. We have a hard time comprehending the expanse of God, the greatness of God, the majesty of God, the unlimited power and potential of God. Because our faith is in the backyard and is small and puny. Mary's life got interrupted. And, and she opened herself to the possibilities of God. God wants to interrupt you. And God wants to interrupt me today and during this Advent season. So will you be looking for the interruptions? Uh, God's glorious interruptions. He probably won't interrupt you by sending an angel. Don't be looking for Gabriel, okay? He won't be, but he, he won't be sending an angel, but he wants me to tell you that you as Mary are highly favored, endued with grace. And he wants you as Mary to be honest and open and, and, and with your questions and your doubts and your confusion and just to offer that to him. And God wants you as Mary to move to faith, to move to submission, to move to yes, so God can use you to bring the Savior to the world this Christmas. Let's pray. We praise you, God, for including us in your story. Thank you for calling to us. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for your grace and mercy that's always available to us. Help us this day, O oh Lord, to, to have our hearts open to your grace, to, to help us to be okay with wrestling and the questions and the doubts with you, but not to stay stuck there but to move to the place as Mary moved to a place of faith and trust and submission in your program, your plan, your life within us, that you might use us, that, that the Savior might live in us, and that we'd be conduits for the light and love of Jesus our Savior today in this Christmas season. In Jesus' name, amen.